Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. We're back and we are glad that you tune in. Hey, Dwight, tell a story from this week that you are thankful for. Or, or what are you thankful for this week? Or? I am thankful for a great team that I get to work with here at Victory okay. Point. So this morning we had meetings. I'm not real big on meetings. <laughs> and I just came away from the meeting thinking, I love these guys. And I'm, it's such a privilege to work here and uh, be part of this this Christian family. So anyway, nice. what are you thankful for? Well, I'm thankful for my family. I've been married to Joe almost six years. May 16th would be the sixth anniversary. Anyway, I'm, I'm thankful for for her and for our children. I We've been so busy with them, like three kids under four. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and uh, surprised you're not half asleep right now. Well, I am just trying not to fall asleep right now. <laughs> no, but I, I seriously, I'm thankful for them. They meant my life here. Mm. It's, it's because of them I'm, I'm here. I was just thinking this week, like, how blessed I am to have this this family and enjoy amazing. And I mean, in six years, everything happened, right? <laughs> you fight, you uh, argue, you have these good moments, but uh, we have learned to to live together mm-hmm. um, and, and in unity. Yes. We, we talked about that yesterday. Yeah. And I think that's that's just like it says in, in the song, like it's, it's something joyful, that's good and pleasant. Yes. And I'm enjoying that. So I I'm thankful that. for that. Amen. Yeah. And, and just reflecting on what you shared yesterday, it's so cool how Joy just laid down that that rule. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you want to marry me? Yeah. It's We're gonna, to be, we got to do this God's way. That God's way. That's what you said. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was happy to say, okay, let's do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, today, Wednesday, April 7, we are going to read First John chapter 1 uh, through chapter 2 and verse 2. Okay, would you read that for us, please? Yes, I will. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched, This we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared. We have seen it and testify to it. And we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and has appeared to us. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard so that you also may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you, God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and we do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word is not in us. My dear children, 
I write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anybody does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for our sins, but also for the sins of the whole world. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm going to say something. I'm a sinner. <laughs> I have sinned. <laughs> Amen, brother. You're not alone. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, that, that's very convicting there. Like, I heard, I think it was in the, in the documentary of another gospel that some healer uh, preacher said that he had no sin since 10 years ago, something like that. I mm. was like, wow. <laughs> and mm. when I read this scripture, it's just like, we make him a liar mm -hmm. to God. I don't want to be in that position. Mm -hmm. I'm going to acknowledge my sinfulness to hope for his mercy, which he has given me through Jesus Christ. Yes. But something that really grabbed my attention, like at the beginning, was... Um, the apostle John is just saying, dude, dude, <laughs> dude, <laughs> imagine that. Well, you're, I, I have to blame you for that word. I didn't have like, wait, you're the, blaming me personally? Yeah, you and Matt Crow, it, uh, you guys always say, hey, dude, dude, and dude. Oh, and I, and I said it before, but not as often as like now. Sorry. These days, like, <laughs> I was sometimes I'm with Joy, dude. And I mean, my love. And she's like, you called me a dude? <laughs> yeah, come on. Well, John is saying, hey, guys. Okay. Hey, guys. Mm -hmm. um, this is what happened at the beginning. We heard it. We seen it. We touched. We Ooh. touched it. Right. We observed. We looked. Right. We are eyewitnesses. We are eyewitnesses. Yeah. And this is something really relevant now, we have this apostle saying uh, that he himself and others are, are eyewitnesses. Mm -hmm. And when we studied like the reliability of the gospel or Christianity in itself, we see that we have a lot of evidence to, to believe. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, these guys die because of what they believe. Right. Um, many would say, well, yeah, Muslims also die for what they believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's very hard to find, and I think it's kind of like impossible to find someone that put his life because of a lie. And when you study the scripture, like today we are reading John that says, we were eyewitness. Mm -hmm. We were there. Nobody's going to tell us. Mm -hmm. We were present. And then you see his, their lives, that they die for the sake of the gospel. It's so much different to say, okay, that Muslim died because of what he believed. Well, he wasn't there. It's just amazing to me. I, I really like that John emphasized mm -hmm. this is not a make up story right this is not like a uh, like a metaphor right <laughs> we were there we know this is true right we proclaim to you what we saw and what we heard yes so that you may have fellowship with mm -hmm. us and again which takes was... us back to psalm 133 <laughs> right yes 
blessed are those who dwell together in unity. Why? Because they're unified around the revelation of God. Yes. That's powerful. Yeah, and then in the uh, verse 5 that says, This is the message we have heard from him and declared to you that God is light and there is absolutely no darkness in him. So basically, basically he's saying, this is the truth. I don't have anything to hide. And we are telling you so you believe and have eternal life. Mm -hmm. And to me... Uh, this is what we need to be in, encouraged by this. So when we talk about Jesus to others, man, we are not talking about any religion in itself, uh, like the others. We are not talking about just history. We are talking about, yes, history, but something that transcends this world. Hmm. And it's true. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh I think that that should encourage us that we are not just like in Mexico. I remember many preachers would say, "If you need if you need a healing, come to to the church. If if you need if you are uh, need finances or money, like you are in, in trouble with money, come to Jesus and and He will provide for everything." Uh, we were sold the gospel of need, but. I think when, when we look at the scriptures and we really understand what is happening, it's more, more, much more than that. It's real. It's eternal life, what we are going after. Mm -hmm. And the core of the gospel is that our biggest need mm -hmm. is our need to be cleansed of our sin. Yes. Right? And obviously we, we, we have physical needs and emotional needs right. but john as he lays this out he talks about uh, for jesus is the atoning sacrifice of our sins and for the sins of the whole world that's where it starts that is at the core yes. that's at the heart that famous verse out of first john 1 9 just struck me again you know if we confess our sins he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from some of our righteous unrighteousness no, just kidding. <laughs> so. We'll purify us from all of our unrighteousness. I've I've taken comfort in this verse hundreds of times over the course of my life in Christ. That discipline of just coming before God and just saying, "Yeah, I know it, and you know it, and I see this sin, and I need to confess it, and I I need you to cleanse me mm -hmm. of it and purify me of of my unrighteousness." And that's that's my only hope for getting cleaned up. Yes, you know. And I think that that's the mark of the Christian. We acknowledge our sinfulness. Mm -hmm. And uh, many people believe that we are good people when we are born. And, and again, we need to be united in the doctrines uh, that we believe. And one of the doctrines is that we were born in sin. Mm -hmm. Uh, what they call uh, original sin. Right. And I have talked to people who say, no, no, we are, how do you say that word? Ah. Inherently. Inherently. Inherently good. Right. Because and, God looked at his creation and he called right. it good. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but then I say, well, okay, look at my children. Like, 
I have to teach them to do good. Like I don't have to teach them to behave bad. No. <laughs> to hit their other sister or their, to hit their other brother. Like I have to teach them not to do that. Right. And that's just an example that how our hearts tends tends to do evil. Mm-hmm. And if we don't recognize that, we would believe that we don't need a savior. That's right. And I think that's that's one of the things that got my attention here is uh, about the light of God. Like mm. God is light and the recognition of our sinfulness. That if we say that we have not sinned or that we have not sinned in us right now, well, we make him a liar. And uh, that's that's why um, when I met my dad, I didn't met him until like maybe 10 years ago. Hmm. And uh, and I asked him, hey, are you going to church? Because I knew that he, when he was younger, he, he attended church. And he said, no, I don't go there because there's a bunch of hypocrites there. Mm. And uh, I said, they they lie, they, they betray, and then do bad stuff. And I was listening to him and say, yeah, you're right. <laughs> but there's always a place for another hypocrite. Why do, don't you go... <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you go? There's room was, for one more hypocrite, yeah, Dad. Yeah, why don't you go? And he was like, what did you mean? Like, I mean, we do evil. This is the human history. Mm-hmm. But that's not the point, that you don't go there because you won't do evil anymore. But because, and you don't go there because everybody's perfect. There. Right. And, and, and he didn't understand that, but that was just, uh, to me, like a moment of like uh, revelation maybe or kairos. That, yeah, we are not in the church because we are good people. We are there because we need a savior. Amen. <laughs> and that's what I tried to to tell my dad at that time, but he didn't get it. Or he didn't want to understand, maybe. Were you ever able to revisit that conversation with your dad? I, I have tried. He still is in his ideas of... Um, he has a mixture of stuff in his like uh, something like Buddhism, but at the same time, like karma and other beliefs, mm. ideas. It's uh, complicated, but mm-hmm. um, I, I hope and it's my prayer that he get to that point where he recognizes uh, his nature in front of God and he can be reconciled again with him. Mm-hmm. Why don't you close us with a blessing, Ruben? And yeah, this is going to be the shortest podcast this week. <laughs> yeah, it's only going to be 18 minutes long. Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, for everybody, see you tomorrow. Well, we'll listen the podcast tomorrow. But until then, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you peace.